Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. Welcome to Let's Put the Rad in Radical, episode 50. And before you get your balloons and streamers out to celebrate and pop some chomps, we will be bringing you a lot of good stuff over the 50s because we want to thank you guys. And we're really, really pumped. But I do have a bit of a scary story. And I asked the girls if I could tell it and for you guys to listen and to tell me what the fuck happened last night. Here's here's the background and it is a bit sad my uncle passed away yesterday he had dementia oh my god Allie hold on I know I know I know start like that you can't start like this listen everybody yes P.S. we did not know this story we're coming into this blind oh my god yes yes thank you I'm so sorry he was he was 89 he had dementia passed away yesterday my mom calls delivers the news um in the midst of me trying to do a bunch of other things, I was a bit overwhelmed. Didn't have a lot of time to process it. Got the kids to bed. I went to bed. I go to sleep. I am not joking. Early hours of the morning, 4 a.m., I wake up and I, I, I kid you not, there is a man standing at the foot of my bed. He's wearing a black, like a black hat. I can't see his face my stomach hurts. and, and literally by the time I kind of open my eyes, he's gone. And just to preface this, I was not drinking. I have not smoked any weed. There's no drugs involved. Like, let's make sure you guys are like, hold on, Allie, what level of partying were you doing before you went to bed? <laughs> but zero. And I woke up this morning and I told my husband, I'm like, there was a guy standing at the foot of my bed. And I, I'm kind of a bit um, shell-shocked because I feel like, was that my uncle? Was it not? Was it a deceased? Am I seeing things? Is, a, is it a residual emotion? I have a question, Ali. It, first of all, I got complete goosebumps hearing that yes. because I, I definitely feel aligned with what maybe happened with you I have experienced things like this and I'm curious have you ever seen him wearing something similar to that or is there a photo anywhere that maybe your mom can share that that you might have not have seen where she it might connect with her or something my mom if I retell the story is going to think that I am like literally certifiable cool crazy she's going to book me and she's going to say you need to get on your meds again So, but I can tell you that like, I've never seen my uncle wear anything like this. It almost reminded me of an old grandpa um, that I had. He used to wear a hat. It's like a bowler style hat. Um, But I couldn't see a face, a figure. I definitely felt like it was male. And literally by the time I closed my eyes and opened, it was gone. And I I'm kind of, I drove today, Amanda can tell you the day that we're recording. It's a very gray, dreary day here in Vancouver, Canada. And I am feeling just a bit off, like where I'm left to wonder 
was someone coming? Is there, is this actually real? Is it not? Is it my head playing tricks? Did I not process emotions? Like this is all the stuff that I'm thinking on my commute to work. Good morning. What a good morning. I have a lot of questions, but I also know Amanda's obviously, I mean, that question, I want to know where that question came from, Amanda, because obviously you've experienced something where it was like a photo or a memory you had of like a relative in that outfit. I had it happen with an animal once and I told Allie about, I don't know if I've ever even shared with Amanda. No, ever. you've not told me about the animal. Tell me. But I want to, well, let me, I want to, I want to hear your story first about the outfit because that's fascinating. And it's like crazy that you saw it that clear in the midst of like almost being awake, like to remember it. Like that's just, I had chills the whole time too and my stomach got kind of nauseated. So I wonder what that means. Well, I, I, the reason I say this is because I, I feel like, you know, I have, we have dealt with people passing in my family, especially over the last year, but we, you know, I, I lost my nonno, which is Italian for grandfather um, six-ish years ago. And I have had the opportunity to like encounter his energy or presence while dreaming. Um, but I do recall my nonna, my, my grandmother, um, explaining maybe a week or so after the passing that she saw him sitting in a chair in, in the corner of her bedroom and that he looked serene and peaceful. That was how she explained him. And anytime I've seen him in any of my dreams, He's been dressed in ways of his optimal self, like his best, most comfortable, um, uh, like healthiest version of being. And, and that looks a certain way for me, like I know what he would be wearing. And so I just sort of wondered if there was a way that he, you know, that your uncle maybe loved to represent himself or show up when he was like feeling his best. And if potentially that could be what you saw, which was him maybe finally being re, 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 reunited with his own healthiest self, like in a weird way, because I know dementia is really heartbreaking. I know it's really difficult. You know, it's something that we're also navigating in my family as well. It's, it's like, you're, you're so out of sorts in this, of even having to have a loved one who's like that, let alone the loved one themselves, you know? So it's like, they're not, they're not behaving as themselves. And I wonder if maybe this was him finally being able to step back into that. That was why I wondered, is there a moment in time where maybe he, he, you could find that outfit and be like, yes, he showed up finally being his best self again. What a beautiful way to think of it. Like, thank you for that alone. And I mean, I'll let Ali thank you, but like, that's a beautiful way to think of it. Did, I, I, did it scare you at all? Or are you like excited, Ali? Like, where's it the how are you feeling emotionally? It, I don't know, like nothing like that has ever happened to me before, but it was in the blink of an eye. Like it wasn't like there was some lingering image. And I love the way Amanda said she kind of felt like resonated with a connective energy. I didn't, I didn't feel anything. It wasn't like my body got tingly. Like I, you know, I've gone to this supernatural place of, I'm like, oh, I, nothing, you know, there was no, you know, beam of light and or anything. It literally was, I opened my eyes and I was like, in my head, I thought, oh, there's a guy at the end of my bed. And then I closed my eyes open and the person was gone. So it, to me, and yet it was long enough that I picked up traits like a hat. The person was, it looked almost like a trench coat. 
And it was definitely a male figure. Like it wasn't a, you know, a female body type per se. And so I definitely identified that. And then I just kind of linked it. And in the morning, you know, I went to my husband and again, he thinks I just sound like a cuckoo bird. I was like, I think my uncle was at the bottom of my bed. He's wearing a hat. So now I want to do a deep dive. Like Amanda was saying into, I wonder what his outfits were like, you know, he was 89, 90. So you know, 2021 minus 90. I mean, we're talking like, you know, not way earlier than the eighties when this guy was in his prime. So maybe it was kind of a boulder hat trench coat sort of vibe. Um, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was someone else. I just, it was more like, I had to ask you guys and, you know, I came to you before we started recording and I said, something's happened. Let's just press record. We'll see what's going. Sorry to drop the bomb of a death, but <laughs> I just, I wanted to know, cause I knew Amanda, you've felt this before, but rain, if you could tell your dog story, it, it like that to me is why I was like, I need to just talk to you girls. The way you explained it is like how you explained it. It was like in the blink of an eye. That's exactly what happened to me. And as soon as you said that my heart kind of sunk a little bit, cause I was like, that's what I, that's what I saw. I was at our old house and I was out in the backyard, like doing stuff. And I went around to open the gate that was on the side of the house to go through it, to do something. I don't know what I was doing, but I was like, I think I had headphones in and I was listening to music and I was looking down and I go to open the gate and then I glance up and I see this, I want to say it was like a Doberman, like a black, sleek, lean dog. It had these like, multiple like crazy collars that were like big and like all I mean I don't even know if it was like shining or what it was but it was running at me and it didn't have like it wasn't like growling or anything like that it was just running straight at me and I just I remember looking up and I go oh fuck no and I shut the gate really fast thinking that this dog is like running towards me I'm like did he hear Dexter like what the hell and I lock the gate really quick and I walk around the house. I run through the house to the front yard where it's gated. And I'm looking savagely, like violently, like looking, panting out of breath. My heart rate is going insane, like looking for this dog. And there's nothing like nowhere, nowhere. And my oh heart, my I bet my heart rate was like 170. I mean, it and was like the most intimidating, frightening, like, holy shit moment I have ever had in my entire life. And I can qualify that because Raina FaceTimed me literally right within after. 30 seconds, <laughs> right after. And she was like, you have no idea. There was a Doberman. It was Allie. It was there. And she was showing me and she's like, it's gone. It's gone. Where did this dog go? And I felt crazy. The, but here's what's crazy is why do I doubt myself? Like if I saw something, Raina, if you saw something, Amanda, if you saw and felt something, why do I go to doubting instead of belief? That's where I'm right now going, why don't I go? Somebody came to visit and maybe that was a beautiful gift instead of me saying, there's, there's something trickery with my head. Like what's happening? Well, I, I just want to say though, Raina, that's pretty wild. And I do have a follow-up question. Do, do you, did you have any neighbors with this type of dog? Not, that's a good question. You specifically asked neighbors and I'm like, what? now I don't know I don't think so but like my parent my mom owned a pet store when I was in high school like we had pets all around all the time so I don't I'm like I never owned a Doberman like yeah nothing but Raina you lived in a neighborhood where you walked your you walked your dogs consistently you would have seen a Doberman (laughs) 
like I wouldn't like recognize that dog. Yeah. yeah, you you befriend any fluffy animal anywhere. So you would have been like, oh, look at the neighborhood Doberman. Like, no, there was no no dogs. Well, that's it. I was just gonna say, like, I mean, a neighbor that you would have never seen a Doberman sounds unlikely, but it could be. I mean, Fudge, what do I know? Maybe it's somebody that you never spoke to, or they keep the dog in a really different wing of the house. I have no idea, but yeah, puppy but it owners was just tend weird to know. There's this where you open the gate to the house, there's like this alleyway that you have to walk down and then it opens up into my yard and like our front drive and everything. So from the time I locked it, ran back into the house to the front yard, unless it turned around and just jetted the other way immediately, I would have seen it running off. Like I would have seen it. You would have seen it it not be at your house. Oh my God, that is pretty freaky. There was no way for me to like have not seen it. I, I wonder, like, I, I mean, that could be something interesting to chat with. with Help a medium. me. I yeah, know. Like- well, you know, it, the first thing that popped up, because right around that time is when we were talking to Cindy a lot, the, our, our, our medium, Cindy, we were talking to our her a lot. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I have a spirit guide. I have a Doberman spirit guide. I feel, I really do feel like I have a Doberman spirit guide because afterwards it was like, I know it was, it gives me chills to think about. But so then I like think about that alley and I'm like, it's maybe crazy timing, whatever, but like maybe it was a spirit guide even too, that was like, Hey, like process this or so, I don't know, some message that they maybe had for you. Or I wrote down a note. I'm like, what if it was a real person? What if it was a real person? (laughs) Oh my God. Well, then I would, I definitely didn't, I didn't take the time to check out if he was hot or not. I, that is in the blink of an eye. This guy definitely looked at me at four in the morning and was like, bro, I'm out. I'm out. Oh my God. That's terrifying (laughs) that you just put that in my head. You know, I almost Halloween. I just had to throw it out there. (laughs) I, well, Ali, check the locks at your house. Do you have cams, cameras around the place? Maybe worth checking. I look, you asked earlier, why do we doubt ourselves? Why do we go into the whole spiral of, of course, it was just a, a dream, but, and, and not to Harry Potter geek out here, but A, Reyna, that puppy could have been your Patronus and B, Ali, just because it happens in your head, why is that to mean it's not real? That's something Aldous Dumbledore says in the book. And I've always believed that. So whenever I, I have had a very active, lively imagination my entire life, I, I've I vividly remember speaking to myself when I was little, I could draw like pictures and stories. And that was how I got into art in the first place. It was like anything that popped into my head, I was making it. I I couldn't stop making things based on conversations I had. And I would be often found talking to myself, but I always felt that those conversations were real. And anytime I did have thoughts about, you know, loved ones who have passed, I've always interpreted that as me receiving something. And I think, unfortunately, we've got we've gotten into our heads of saying that couldn't be it. Of course, that's not it. That's not real to the point that we've forgotten that, you know, we could be, we could be receiving this information. We could be being, you know, channeled by uh, an energy outside of ourselves. And although it sounds strange, I think that it's something that I've gained as a result of being open to it and not saying, no, that was bullshit. That wasn't actually my no, no coming to me. I mean, I I've told you uh, girls before, I think, but you know, my sister, uh, I am an aunt. I have two gorgeous nieces and for both of my sister's pregnancies, I knew before an hour before she called me to tell me because my nonma told me in dreams, I woke up that morning and within 
one to three hours, my sister was on the phone with me saying an announcement. And both times it was him demonstrating to me that, you know, there was the newest family member on the way and, and that he knew. And so I don't know, nobody else in my family has had moments like those, but I don't know how else to interpret it. How the fuck do you just predict you're about to get that phone call? It was in my gut. I didn't go tell anybody, but I was like, oh, that's weird. There's, uh, there's about to be, and there have been no babies in my family for like 24 years, by the way. It's not been like, I'm used to people popping kids out in my family. We have, you know, me, my, me and my two siblings and two very close cousins of mine. And between the five of us, we're all 24 plus, like everybody's old and there've been no babies since. And so by the time my sister started having um, you know, her growing her own family, it, it was not like I was primed and already thinking about babies. Like I've never even been like that as a person where I've been like, oh, I can't wait to have babies one day. Like I've never been like that. So it's the only thing I can attest it to is that I, I certainly received something and I could have just swept it under the rug and said it was simply a, I don't know, a really strange dream. And that was really stupid, but then I don't know how to explain the calls. Right. So it's like, I, I think that it, we're, we're just so quick to say that we shouldn't believe ourselves. And I think that's a really sad thing, knowing how intuitively connected we can be if we just got quiet instead of critical. And that's exactly what this whole thing is just leaving me to kind of ponder is at what point do I start trusting myself a bit more or feeling lucky? Like, what if it was? What if it was someone or something or a spirit or an energy and how lucky am I that that thing came to see me and why do I not think that I'm valuable enough to have an experience like that? Like I, I would hear these things from like when Raina had called me or you and, and I was like, how come nobody sees me? Like, I always was a bit like sniffy about it. I was like, oh, how, come, how come no spirits come to me? Nobody talks to me. I don't get a premonition about anything. And I was, instead of like being may maybe open, I was a bit more poo-poo pants and closed. So it's a kind of a good thing to check yourself, especially in the world of supernatural. And, you know, whether it was or not a guy at the foot of my bed, who knows? But I challenge you, our rad listeners, to kind of think about it. Have you had a little murmur in your gut? Have you had something that, you know, speaks to your heart and you say to yourself, I need to do this? Well, that's something really powerful because, you know, Ali, I'm, I'm really proud of you because I, Raina and I both know that you maybe don't, you know, believe in these sorts of things. So the very fact that you opened yourself up to this, that you told your, your spouse about it, that you've been willing to kind of even chat about it with us just goes to show that maybe you're a little more open than you think. And, you know, to any of our rad listeners, have you ever experienced something like this? We would love to hear about it. We love reading your messages up in our DM on social. So make sure you get in there, subscribe to our newsletter and stay tuned because we have lots of fun, goody episodes along the way for our 50s. Um, we can't thank you enough for tuning in with us. And until next time, we will catch you on RAD.